Hi, and welcome to Free the Geek FM. This is the podcast about the business of freelancing as a software developer, a technical writer, content producer, and all-round PHP lover. Well, hello, and welcome to episode or session one of Free the Geek FM. This is a podcast I've been wanting to do for, I can't, I can't tell you how long. I've really been kind of saying, yes, I'm going to do this and putting it off. It wasn't really until, and I have to give a plug to him, Mr. Paul M. Jones, when I was talking to him recently, said, have you ever thought of doing a podcast or are you involved in one? And to be honest, I was, I was quite taken aback by the question. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you do have a good voice for it. And so I want to say a big thank you to Mr. Jones for putting the plug out there, for putting the idea in my mind and, and, and having it gestate so well. I also want to say a big thank you to my to my good friend, Beth Tucker Long, who I think probably more than anybody else was responsible for, for having this day arrive. Uh, I think it was back in 2013 at PHP UK conference and we were sitting in the main hall and she said to me, so when are you going to get up on stage? You know, we just, we just, uh, finished watching a talk and I obfuscated. I tried to get out of it. I put forward any kind of excuse I could think of. And Beth, as she always does, shot every single one of them down. Thank you, Beth. I really appreciate that you did that. So in terms of thanks to people as to how this, how we came to be here, that's how. And now a little about the show and what you're going to get. So this is going to come out at least at this stage on a, only on a monthly basis because I'm new to this. I'm new to actually sort of making them and, and fitting them in with a regular schedule. So I'm going to start with a month. I guarantee I will give you at least one a month. If after a while, you know, it seems to pick up, people really like it and the process becomes fluid, I'll make it perhaps more often, perhaps fortnightly, but I can't promise that at this stage. What we're going to talk about, as the bio on freethegeek.fm says, is it's about software development, it's about writing, tech writing, it's about content production or teaching, and generally, of course, it's all around PHP. So it's, it's, it is, as the show describes, it's the warts and all, it's how to get started, it's what to expect, it's the good, the bad, the ugly, it's but I mean, that's from my perspective primarily, but there'll also be guests on the show who'll give you from their experience. So what I'm aiming to do is, as per that bio, is to you know have on different people, perhaps not every time, but hey, hopefully it'd be really good. So you're not, not just hearing my voice, who give you all sorts of perspectives on, you know, you're a freelancer, so how do you do it? How do you do it better? What tips and tricks and ideas and things did they know? Did they learn? How did they learn it? What are some really good books? Like not not just books that are or or other like blog links and so forth that are the same thing trotted out. Like here are the the really good ones, the ones that this is you absolutely have to get this. That is the kind of content that I want to give you. And then it's generally you know talking tech because I mean hey we're geeks. I mean that's what we do, right? So I want it to be that kind of combat blah that kind of combination. And I chose the term fireside chat because, you know, I want it to be relaxed. I don't want it to be intense. I don't want it to be a big rev up power talk. I want it to be, you know, come settle in, have a cup of coffee, have a cup of tea, you know, whatever beverage takes your fancy. 
settle in and you know, let it, you know, let it all soak in really. I, I don't want it to be forced or pushed. So anyway, without further ado, now I want to talk about a book that I've been reading lately, which I think applies brilliantly to freelancers, to solo operators, or really to any business. And it's called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. It is amazing. Yeah, you always get that situation where people say, you really have to read this book, it's amazing. And you, yeah, 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 totally. You get fired up and you think, I am absolutely up for that. But then you don't. Time goes on, you get busy with something around the house, your wife, spouse, partner says, oh, let's do this this weekend or can we do this tonight? Not blaming, just saying it happens. You've got sport, you've got friends to catch up with, you know, all those things. That This thing that we call life, it happens and you forget. The best of intentions are there, but you don't remember. And then months slip by and someone else possibly recommends the same book. And then eventually you say, you know, that, that, that book that I read, I really actually have to read that. And you say, okay, I'm going to stop everything else and I'm actually going to do it. For me, that was one, oh, I don't remember when I was first recommended this book. I think it was possibly my dad. It was definitely recommended by a, a, an early mentor of mine. And the book's called The E-Myth, or the one that I've got is called The E-Myth Revisited. And it's by Michael E. Gerber. And it's a really, really fascinating book. And I think it's particularly pertinent as freelancers, as as technicians, I guess, if you will, because I'm hoping you know the majority of people who will listen to the show are software developers and people working in tech. And why I say it's really, really fantastic is because he talks about three roles and the primary one that he talks about is called a technician. To clarify, he talks about a technician, a manager, and an entrepreneur. And these are roles or parts of your personality. And he talks about, and as he sets up the book and, and lays the, the foundation for it to come, talks about this common thing, this common situation that a lot of us, I think, I think do, which is we have a particular technical skill, in our case, software development, and we're particularly good at it. Or, you know, we like to think we're good at it, we do really well at it, and we're always getting better. And you get, you, know, you turn up to a job and you're thinking, you know, it's, it's kind of okay, and you start out with the best of intentions. But over time, frustrations of one form or another come along. Maybe you don't get along with the owner, maybe you don't get along with a particular manager, and, you know, you've tried your best, perhaps they have too, but it's just not panning out. Or you have this sense of feeling that, you know, I, I could do this better on my own. You know, you, you look at people and maybe you genuinely have become jaded with them thinking, well, if, you know, if, it, if people like these, if they could run a company, I mean, surely an intelligent and learned person like myself could easily do it better. You know, I've got the skills, I'm really educated, perhaps you've been to uni, perhaps you're extremely well read, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, you think highly of yourself and I don't think it's unfair to do so. So you think, right, I don't need this, I don't need to put up with this person or these people. I'm going to start for myself, that way I will be free. Emphasis on that little feeling there, free. And so it is, you you start perhaps as, you know, depending where you're coming from, you start maybe like a limited liability company or some kind of company structure, and all's going smashingly, swimmingly wonderful. Because now you can do the work that, quote, you want to do. And you get on with it and you're doing it and then kind of little bumps in the road come along because really what you wanted to do was work. You wanted to write code. You wanted to write clean code. 
you wanted to refactor really potentially rubbish code or what in your opinion is rubbish code into nice, beautiful, pristine code. And then these other things come along. They're called paying taxes. They're called managing your books. They're called you have to go to meetings with people to talk about projects. They're, you know, you name it, you've got to go do it because it's all part of running a business. You know, you have to remember to, you know, book flights to go to a conference such as PHP South Coast on the weekend. Very excited about that. You have to book the train to get yourself from the tra- from the plane and back again. All those sorts of little things, which as a salaried employee, generally you don't have to do. They're taken care of because that's the trade-off that you do as a salaried employee is you have a set of skills and a company wants those skills. They don't have them, so they need them. So they pay you to be there to provide your skills but they take care of all the other things because that's what they're doing. That They've already got that sorted out, generally speaking. But now, since you're running the company or perhaps you're a freelancer and in a maybe sort of sole, sole operator capacity, you have to do it all, at least at the start, because probably you've, you've got some money saved up, but you don't necessarily have the cash or the wherewithal to hire somebody to do the things that need to be done because you don't necessarily know what they are. So it all becomes really interesting and what initially was a lot of fun or seemed to be and you believed it was going to be, perhaps slowly stops being that way. I don't know, perhaps you've been in that situation, but it's not an uncommon thing so don't feel bad. I mean, I've done the same thing a couple of times. You know, it seems like a great thing. Yeah, I'm going to do this. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, I've got all these things and this thing, which is great, becomes seemingly a chore. So that's where Michael starts the book off with. He's looking at primarily this role of a technician. But he says, when you're running it, you know, when you're, now you're running a business, you're not, if you're honest about yourself, you know, it's a business. It's not, it's not a job, you know, but what you've done is translate one job for another. You've translated one employer for another, but to run a business, which is what you're doing, if you don't want to get to the position where you've created something which you can't get rid of and you can't just say, well, I'm going to give you four weeks notice or two weeks or whatever, you know, whatever it's like, wherever you are, you're going to have to appreciate it's a business. And so he says that you have to appreciate that there are, there are three roles or three personalities, or you have to cultivate three aspects to your personality. And he says, you have the technician, the entrepreneur, and the manager. The technician is the person who does the work. They're the software developer. They're the swimming coach. They're the salesperson. You know, whatever it is, like a particular technical skill that is ultimately being sold or is producing the goods that the company sells. But then you have the manager. And the manager, how would you say it most simply? They're the person who, they don't do the work, but they make they organize the work. They organize the groundwork so the work can happen. I guess you could think of it as perhaps a PA, you know, for the for your proverbial big boss. You know, the boss is going to a conference. He or she books the flights, makes sure they've got tickets to the conference. They're, you know, they know who they're going to be meeting. They've got business cards, all those sorts of things, all the bits and pieces that ensure that what you're actually doing happens because you haven't forgotten something you haven't said well how am i going to get to the airport i don't know because didn't i have a ticket no no one booked one they're the person that that does all that or that's the role that does those things and then he says you have the entrepreneur 
And in some ways, you could sort of see the entrepreneur partly as a dreamer, but the entrepreneur is is that role or that, that part of you that helps you to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Why, what are you doing this for? I mean, it's not working just to work. It's not organizing just to be neat and tidy. So it's not dreaming just to sit there and, as we'd say back home, gaze the navel. You know, what are you doing it for? What's your ultimate purpose? What's your, as Viktor Frankl says, what's your sense of meaning? It's really, it's a really interesting book. In that he says, you have to cultivate each of these personalities or each of these parts of yourselves in the pursuit of running a business. And that way you have a a holistic approach to the day. You have a holistic approach to business. Now, admittedly, that was a bit of a long-winded introduction. I appreciate that. But it's something that I think is really important. I say it and I get really excited about it because I've done it myself. You know, I, I, I work for a couple of places and I'll leave names out. I mean, I think it's fair because... You know, it might sound like I'm blaming them. I'm not. You know, we all make mistakes. We all, uh, from time to time, end up in, we'll just say, working relationships that perhaps they just, they may have started out the best, but they didn't end that way. Or maybe they just should never have started at the risk of sounding very PC. I'll leave names out, you know, to protect the guilty as it were. Sorry, so that's how I started. I had a, I had one or two like that. And I thought, no, no, no I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to do better because surely I can do better. And I made that self-same mistake. And so when I read this book, I'm sitting there and I'm reading through it thinking, oh my God, this is me. This is totally me. I've totally made that mistake. And I looked around at friends who've started their own business who said with much super enthusiastic excitement, yep, it's going to be better. I'm going to run my own show. I'm going to potentially make lots and lots and lots of cash. You know, it's going to be better. I'm going to run this show. And as I've read this book, I'm looking thinking, oh my God, that's all the mistakes I've made. And I kept, after a while I thought, okay, what, what am I going to turn the page to see next? So anyway, I've dragged on at quite some length here. So firstly, I definitely suggest read the book. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, definitely read it. If you already are a freelancer, if you've been one for some time, definitely, without word of a lie, read this book. It is amazing. I think it only costs them like maybe 14 euros or 20 bucks at most on the Amazon Kindle store. Um, and it's not too long. It'll give you the sense of understanding. It'll it'll set out the scene which so many of us um, run or fall right into. It'll talk in depth about each of these roles and why they're there when they work at their best. It'll show you what goes wrong when left, you know, when these roles, when you indulge a particular role over the other ones and and why that's wrong and where the traps and the downfalls are. It'll give you also a sense of how to do it right and how to be able to do the work that you love, but also run a business and take the right perspective such that you can have everything. I know I'm, I'm, I'm banging on. It really is amazing. So definitely The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. You can find it on Amazon. I'll have a link in the show notes. Right. So the next thing I want to talk about is networking for success. It's something I blogged about on my personal blog, um, just this week, sorry, just last week, I'm getting, I'm losing track of time. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. I mean, I titled the post networking, even if you're self-conscious and it's something that I think is really important. I think perhaps it's despite it's being talked about so much, but despite there's a massive social network called LinkedIn, 
which is dedicated to it, I, I still get this feeling as I'm going to conferences and I'm talking to people that it's, it's not fully appreciated on the whole. I admit, though, it's, it's gotten a little blurred for me because I've started to appreciate it a lot more by being a freelancer for the amount of time that I have now. And I'm increasingly around people who, who they, they understand it, they get it, they, they know why you have to do it and why it's important. But I get this feeling, and perhaps it's a tech thing, I'm, I'm not totally sure, but that a, a lot of us as, as developers and technically related people don't, don't actively do it, perhaps shy away from it or find, it, find, find, it, find themselves reluctant to do it. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're social, we're social animals, we're social creatures. Go to any conference, go to any meetup, and, you know, people are... There's always groups of people who are just yammering away about there's this tech, there's that service, you know, you name it, something that's come out, and there'll be this thrashingly really cool conversation going on. But if you said to somebody, okay, now that you're a freelancer or a self-employed person or, you know, some sense of structure, you know, you're it, you have to promote you... Then it seems to stop. Then it seems to be, ah, yeah, mm, oh, can't do that. Oh, don't feel comfortable doing that. All kinds of negative emotions and negative reactions seem to come to the fore. And I can I can relate to that because I admit I'm chatting to you now, but I'm not, despite what some people would believe, necessarily the most extroverted person. I guess I've learned to be over the course of time, but it's not something that necessarily came naturally. And... I find, I found that I've suffered as a result of it because, you know, the opportunities which can come up by knowing people, by talking to people, by, oh, yeah, yeah, I, oh, you need that done. I know this bloke. He, he, he's amazing in doing that or whatnot. You know, they come about as a result of networking. And I feel that that as tech people, you know, you get focused on the code. And if you're talking about code and code related things, yeah, it's, it's really easy to talk. It's, you, you could talk at length, you know, assuming you knew uh, the particular technology or service in detail and you weren't kind of talking out your hat. Or when people sort of think selling myself, you know, saying I can do this, I'm particularly good at this, I specialize in blah, these breaks seem to come on. The sense of resistance seems to rise to the fore. And I think that's really sad because even if you are more of an introverted person or even if... You're, you wouldn't consider yourself a natural salesperson. We'll skip the fact that it's essential to do it. I mean, how do you get to do that which you love? How do you get, how do you find people, you know, who, who need your services, who need your specialty, who are going to pay you however much? You know, to do that which you've invested so much time, so much energy you sacrifice doing other things to learn and, and to master. Now, how do you find those people if you don't sell yourself, basically? And I don't mean sell yourself in you put Brill cream in your hair, you put a really fancy suit on, and then you just lie and you say, oh, I'm amazing, I can do everything. Oh, you need someone doing Oracle. <laughs> Not only can I do Oracle, I can do every single database that has ever existed or will ever exist in the years to come. I'm not talking about lying to people. I'm just talking about being honest with them. I'm talking about, well, firstly, you know, if someone asks you the question, you answer. You, if someone says, oh, 
you know, it comes up in conversation. Let's say, for example, you, you know, you're going to PHP South Coast. I'm not getting paid to plug PHP South Coast, by the way. I'm just excited to be going. You know, and you're there at the conference and you've just come out of a talk and you're talking with a friend and someone they know comes along and you start talking up a conversation. Sorry, you, you, you bring them into the conversation. And, and as part of the natural flow, they mention, oh, yeah, the company they work for is in need of, let's just say, a contractor for, say, six months to do, we'll say, you're a specialist in PostgreSQL doing geolocation services. And you happen to be particularly good at that. You're, you love, you've learned a lot about it. You do a bit of traveling. So, you know, it, it really works in with your interests. And they're talking about it and you say nothing. You don't even say, yeah, that's really what I'm interested in. It's really what I do. You kind of just let it slip and you go, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. And you make those kind of agreeing noises and those kind of agreeing head nods. I mean, think about it. They needed somebody. You could do it. Why didn't you say something? Whereas, let's let's flip the scene around a bit. They talk about that they're doing that, and man, you're engaged. You're you're in there. You're saying, yeah, it's really great. You should, you know, the the latest improvements in I think it was a PostgreSQL, the the latest stable version five point four. Yeah, it's really cool. You were looking at the alpha release and, and so on and so forth. You know, those 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 sort of various tech things that you do. You know, there you have no problem at length and then they say yeah actually you know we could use your skills whereas if the conversation started a different way no you don't you shut down so i'm saying is you can start from humble origin and you can grow over the course of time through learning even if you don't consider yourself a natural salesperson a person who's willing to or, or wanting to put themselves out there and kind of really promote themselves or their product and service it doesn't matter how i don't think how humble you start, with time, with preparation, with training, you can make amazing gains. So don't think that you can't do it. You know, you just have to find the right approach, perhaps a right mentor or, or several, who will guide you, who will appreciate where you're coming from, your personality, your natural inclinations and, and, and use the right word, de-inclinations or disinclinations and help guide you to where you really need to be such that it's not ham-fisted, it's not put on, it, it's not, you know, when you, if you say never worn a suit, but you have to wear a, a suit to a funeral or a wedding and usually you can spot those people a mile away because it looks so uncomfortable and so out of character I'm not saying that, you know, something that you just do it as a natural matter, of course. Um, you know, it's, it's possible to do this and the, and the benefits are, are really enormous. Um, so if I can think about this and wind back to it, um, what I think is, is really essential is that as, as a freelancer, as a, as a solopreneur, for, you know, to use the word, as a solo operator, or at least as a, as a small young business, which perhaps only has you and three other people, whether you want to or not, you, you have to be willing when people talk to you to say, this is who I am. This is, or this is who we are. This is what we do. Yeah. This is why we're really good at it. This is why we love doing it. This is why we get up in the morning and, and do it. And this is what you'll get from us. Um, and I, and I think it's sort of, you know, as, as solar operators, you have to be willing to be, 
to be open-minded to that and say, okay, I'm, I'm not really great at it. I'm possibly actually quite uncomfortable with it, but I'm willing to get better. I'm willing to, to take that step. And on the, on the blog post that I wrote last week, I listed out, I, you know, did a bit of brainstorming and listed out what I thought were a good 15 ways of starting to do that, which as I said, I'll have a link in the show notes. And I think it's, you know, uh, perhaps I'm bang on. I, I just think it's really essential to do it, to, to be willing to, to, to build up that side of your personality. Right. So here we are almost at the end of the show. The one thing I really want to do now is to tell you about my guest who will be on the next show. And that is none other than Mr. Paul M. Jones. If you're not aware of Paul, I will tell you a little bit about him, taken from his bio. Paul is an internationally recognized PHP expert, working in the language since 1999 and generally programming since 1983. He's the author of the books Modernizing Legacy Applications in PHP and Solving the N Plus One Problem in PHP. He's also the project lead on the Aura Project and is a voting member of the PHP Framework Interoperability Group and a driving force behind the PSR1 Coding Standard, the PSR2 Style Guide, and the PSR4 Autoloader. And on top of that, he's generally a very well-read and all-round nice fella. So definitely come back next time to hear Paul, where we'll be having an interesting fireside chat. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for being part of it. Thank you very much for listening. If there's anything that I've covered in the podcast today that you maybe were a little bit unsure of, you want more information about, or some more links to, it'll all be in the show notes on freethegeekfm forward slash episode one. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for being here, and I will see you in episode two.